Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Janet Namaste, and I'm here to help you awaken your hidden talents and gifts that you're destined to share with the world. So whether you're brand new to meditation, healing, regression, or well into your spiritual journey, this podcast will bring you the clarity that your heart has been seeking. You will hear beautiful and powerful stories from world-renowned healers and global change makers that will inspire you as you journey through your destined path. Join me as we dive in together. Hello, loves, and welcome back to another episode of Janet Namaste, the podcast. And as always, thank you so much for joining me here. And if it's your first time tuning in, welcome, welcome, welcome. Grateful to be sharing this space with you. This is a show that connects the mystical with practical tools that will help and inspire you on your spiritual journey. So whether you're newly curious about what's behind the veil or you're well into your journey of spirituality, this podcast and its grounded exploration will lead you into what you've been seeking. You know, ultimately, we're all modern mystics at heart, right? And what is a modern mystic anyway? So in my opinion, you know, it is one who is connected, one who's plugged into the universe, one who sees without eyes, who hears without ears, and knows without thought, for they are able to decipher the language of the universe. So I think if you're listening to this podcast, I'm certain that you have many qualities of the modern mystic as well. You know, So speaking about modern mystics, I have an incredible guest on the show today. He is one of the wisest people I know. He's super cool. He's super deep. And he really knows how to connect the ancient esoteric teachings with the realities of today's world, and which isn't easy. His name is Jai Dev. And I know you're going to love him as much as I do. He exudes such power, such light, truth, and raises the consciousness of the world as a global renowned kundalini yoga teacher. I've been practicing kundalini yoga for five years, actually, before I met Jaidev and before I discovered his platform, Life Force Academy. And when I discovered LFA, Life Force Academy, it was game changer for me. I'm a Capricorn with a Sag moon. I like structure, consistency, accountability. I mean, my Kundalini teacher, when I first discovered it, it was five years prior, um, actually even longer than that, but he lives in the mountainous regions of Mexico, and his Wi-Fi, unfortunately, was limited. So many times I would be in the middle of a practice, and it would just cut out, and the only time I was actually able to delve into practice was when I would fly in, and Life Force Academy and Jai Dev's teachings it has been one of the greatest gifts that I've ever received. I was literally praying for something to be close to home that I can relate to, that I can learn from, that I can get inspired of, and all of a sudden it appeared. You know, it was amazing. I truly, truly love listening to Jai Dev's teachings. You know, for me, it feels like poetry. There's always a flow, there's a rhythm of taking the modern world's tribulations and 
inspirations and connecting it to peace, connecting it to healing. And it's through his words, it's through his instructions. And, and in addition, you get an amazing workout too. And the music, wow, the beautiful music, which is by the one and only, the beautiful Simrit. So, goodness, without further ado, I want you to meet my teacher, my friend, the mystic, the one and only Jai Dev. Enjoy the show. You're going to love it. Hey, everyone. I'm Janet Namaste and welcome. And today we have a special guest, Jai Dev. And Jai Dev is a yogi. He's a mystic. He's an internationally renowned teacher. He's also the founder of Life Force Academy, which is a global community for yogic teachings and practices to help us connect to our deeper purposes, for our soul purpose. He has authored numerous courses on yogic philosophy, meditation practices, kundalini yoga, and Ayurveda. And in addition to his work as a yogi, Jaidev has a background in Ayurvedic medicine and is certified as a clinical Ayurvedic specialist. So he travels all over the world sharing his ancient knowledge, his ancient yogic teachings, shares it globally, and he practices in a uniquely accessible way that's relevant for our times. He lives with his wife, his son, his beautiful dog, Blue, in the gold country of Nevada City, California. So I welcome you here today, Jaidev. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks so much for having me. This is... I'm excited. I'm excited to chat with you. Awesome. So I'd love to speak about your journey of awakening because you have facilitated, you know, you've been such an integral part of my life, of my awakening. Just when I thought I was awake, um, being part of the Life Force Academy, I've discovered so many layers about my soul's growth, about my dharmic purpose, my soul's purpose. So I really would love for you to share with the world about your journey of awakening and what it is that you have been placed on this earth to do. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, awakening is always a relative, isn't it? And meaning, you know, I'm still in process and, uh, and I know I'll continue to be for a long time. Uh, so, but when we, so in terms of, you know, within the context of my life, and um and kind of waking up some more you know because then because i'm sure like if we go 10 years down the road from now and i'll look back at today i'll be like i'll see also like today how much i was still sleeping you know and and then onward and onward it's like forever that's what's that's the joyful part of it actually like it's not a drag at all to me that that's like it's like forever blossoming and blooming it it keeps getting better and better and sweeter and sweeter and more and more subtle so you know with that being said i don't even know where where to begin you know like in terms of i when i was in when i was um i grew up in uh, south carolina and um i know you and i we share some some kind of uh some kind of roots, you know, we totally. both have uh, some Jewish roots. Eastern in Northern European. European, yeah. And uh, so that was my mom's side of the family. So I grew up in a Jewish household. This is a matriarch. And, uh, and you know, it was bar mitzvah. 
at 13 and but in south carolina so that's its own thing you know my sister and i at our like high school of 2000 2000 students we were the only two jewish people oh wow yeah so so or my brother and i was there and then my it was my sister and I'm i'm a middle child and um so anyhow uh, you know, so I did all that, and uh, that was a nice upbringing, you know, in retrospect. I, I, you know, complained a lot about it at the time, and uh, but now in retrospect, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of goodness that came into my life via just, you know, where I, we were all born somewhere for some reason, and sometimes I know there's like the tendency of the mind to feel like, ah, wouldn't it be nice if, I, if this were the case, or wouldn't it be nice if that were the case, but part of awakening, so to speak, is, is waking up to the fact that wherever we are is where we ought to be. And wherever we've been is where we've ought to been. And, and even though that may be difficult, and maybe there's also like ch- great challenges and traumas involved in all of that, uh, there's also great lesson, lessons and, and, and somehow underneath the surface of things, um, there is a greater intelligence that is that is animating our our lives at some level, and and kind of awakening is is a exploration of that, and 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 kind of being in in a certain type of communion with with nature not in a communion with nature in the sense of like hugging a tree although right that's not, right. It's not a bad idea either but in my opinion but um but but everything is nature you know our own nature the nature our of our minds uh, the nature of our bodies the nature of life like what is this mystery of life you like grow you grew, you were grew like an embryo the body grew in your mother's womb and then like then somehow like at the moment of time we came out of our mother's womb and for those of us who are into into you know astrological context of things yes the right precise constellation was at the on the eastern horizon that that gave you the the kind of essential tone to your your personality and 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 your your makeup and what is that intelligence? What is it that like beats the heart? It's the DNA of it? the soul, right? And what is it, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a that's a poetic way of describing it. You know, the DNA of the soul, and yet it's still going to come up short, like all of our words do, because what it is is you can't is unfathomable to our normal thinking mind. Well, that's why you know folks like you and I, we like to go, we like to meditate and we like to do things that help us to go beyond the normal thinking mind so we can tap into the deeper intuitive uh, uh, cycle of life. So anyways, I got um, sick when I was a teenager, like um, like digestive problems, big uh, ulcerations in, in the duodenum, which is the first part of the small intestine. And to make a longer story short, that challenge was what set me on the, on, that kind of woke me up and, and, and stimulated me to, to like, all right, what I'm currently doing is not working. And all along the way, there's this fundamental aspects of, of 
kind of the life I'd been living and subjected to that didn't make sense to me or and, and resonate completely. And um, so that led me uh, first to yoga practice and uh, then to Ayurveda. And, um, and, you know, fast forward 20 something years later and here we are. So how old were you when um, that wait, let's call that it's a wake up call, right? That happened in your solar mm. plexus. How old were you when that happened? Um, I think I was like 15. 15. So you were like in high school, right? Yeah, high school. High school for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and all the doctors are saying, they couldn't figure out what was going on because, you know, you're a kid. You're not supposed to, you're not going to have ulcers. You don't have stress. You're a kid. But but, oh boy, did I have stress because, you know, a yogi doesn't realize it, what he's a yogi, doesn't even know what a yogi is, doesn't even know that semantic. And living in, you know, South South Carolina, trying to fit in and there's nowhere to fit and and um and then so you know but by the time i had gotten to college i was done partying i had i i did everything in high school (laughs) which is tough for the parents you know because you're still in the household and it's got to be you know now that i'm a parent I understand it better. <laughs> I, have a 15 year old. I have a 15 year old. Yeah. So do you, right? Don't you have a 15 year old? I or have a six, I have a 16 and a 13 year old. <laughs> so you know. Yeah. But I did the same thing. I got it all out of my system um, per se in, in high school. And by the time I was in college, there was no more partying in that sense at all. That, uh-huh. all, you know, oh, really? I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I also cool. had my wake-up call at age 11 when I got sick as well, you know, like it was that it was that wake-up call where I knew there was, I had to align with my purpose. But it's interesting, you you being brought up in North Carolina and, oh, South, South right? Mm-hmm. South Carolina. And um, it's almost as if it was this like orphan archetype being in this school, you know, like of where do I fit in? But, you know, they do say the orphan archetype, this energetic, this energetic field, right? This whole, when you're born and you, the stars are aligned a certain way and, and you have a certain archetype associated with it and being born into something like that, living that, experiencing something like that, you now became what I would call, it's almost like without ego attached to it, a gatekeeper. You came mm-hmm. here to, you know, align with not only your purpose, but to bring people together from, you know, globally and for them to be true to who they are. And that really can only be if you didn't feel always like you fit in, because if you always felt that you fit in as a child, I don't know if you would have had that wake up call. So it's just, um, that's pretty impressive. So now as I would call you the, the yogi gatekeeper for Life Force Academy, um, can you explain like what it is like um, that your academy does and how you align people's hearts? What it is? What is your mission? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, before going to that, there's one other thing I, I, I as you're saying that, um, I, I feel like I want to mention. Please. Um, in, in that something that I understand much better now than I than I used to, in, in how important it is. Just because, you know, uh, and, I, and I think a lot of us when we're younger, especially where we can be very critical of like our, 
upbringing or like our parents or you know the lifestyle we may have been in especially if we've chosen to go a different route as we got older yep um but now there but there's a fundamental thing that i appreciate so much about my household um and that's simply that there was there was a lot of love there mm-hmm. and 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 especially in the in the young years and I think that um, that foundation is so helpful when when we do have it. Not we all don't come into a situation where that that's our karma, or that's our that's you know our path. But it is helpful when when that is there, and just saying that because also you know as we all are, those of us who do have children or may have children and so forth is just you never know what path a person's going to take none of us have kind of like dictatorship over the path our children will take mm-hmm. nor should we nor do we want to and hopefully and um yeah. but just love is the most important thing to love to love as best as we can with as little bit of obstacle with as little bit of um, obstruction to that love as possible so that's kind of a that's also can be a fine segue into talking about Life Force Academy and what we do, because ultimately that's what we do is, is we work to, we use all sorts of different tools, but more important than the tools is what is it that we're endeavoring to experience and what we're endeavoring to experience is uh, a more unadulterated love and, and to experience that first and foremost, uh, as the essential substance of our being and 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 then when we're you know becoming relatively successful as that at that which i say relatively because you know i always i i the buddhist masters always say that when someone asks you about your experience and like what what kind of you know progress you've made on the path um, they always recommend you say not not much at all, you know, and because they said compared to the ultimate, you know, what they would refer to as the Buddhas, and in this context, not not using it in a religious context, but use it using it in, in that case, a Buddha is defined as a fully realized uh, being, a fully, a completely enlightened being, which that state of being is totally unfathomable to us, to those of us who are not fully realized beings and myself included, I'm definitely not a fully realized being. And, and that's a, I think more and more, that's important to say, perhaps it goes without saying, but I think also it's also important to say it sometimes uh, because especially as teachers, people like to kind of put us up on pedestals. Totally. And, um, and sometimes we have to, I think, be a little more proactive about making sure you can't do anything about that. People will do that. But we can do a little bit maybe by just making sure we, we are just genuine. That's all. Not, not creating some facade about ourselves that uh, causes people maybe to more strongly believe something that's not actually the case. Um, so anyhow, or, or, or even, even if it was the case to help encourage all of us to just recognize that, at, that there's no hierarchy here mm-hmm. and, and that 
and that everyone, every, every life is, is uniquely and equally precious. And so that's what Life Force Academy work is, is really about at a fundamental level is experiencing the, the goodness, the preciousness, and, and the immense um, value of your life. And it, when that is the starting point, and that's the foundation, then purpose is very natural. Um, now, it's not easy work, necessarily, because what's obstructing it, so if, the sub, if the true substance of my being and your being and everyone else watching or listening, if, if the true substance of all of us is, is a pure, unadulterated love, a pure, uh, really unfathomable intelligence in a pure, uh, a pure energy, which is what the yogis say. That's what, what the yogic philosophy, how it describes the kind of three magnetic powers of the soul. Uh, and the soul, again, even to say the soul, you know, you fall short from is this, to say the soul is describing something that is, we can't describe. That's why we all love Rumi and all the great poets, because it's a, you know, when you, then you start to get a little closer to kind of describing what can't be described with normal languaging. So pure energy, pure intelligence, and pure love are, are, is the substance of every living being and not just human beings, but also animal beings, plant beings, and all beings. And, and then if you want to get a little more esoteric, unseen beings, et cetera, et cetera. So the, um, but I know with you, I, we can get a little esoteric. I mean, um, yeah, you might run laps around me when we come to that. Yeah. Well, so, I was going to speak about angels and beings, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so just to finish that up, the um, the so if that's that's the our true nature of ourselves. Well, how come that's not what I'm experiencing of myself? Right, right. Because often what I'm experiencing, and, and just speaking generally, not of my necessarily personal experience, but yes, also that too. Sometimes anxiousness, fears, worries, doubts. Uh, depression, um, anger, you know, just despair, melancholy, all these things. So like if, if I'm pure energy, pure intelligence, pure love, then like, so what's up? <laughs> what, you know, exactly. how, can, how come I can't experience that more often? Or at least, first of all, at all. And then when it's sometimes, how can it happen more consistently? And that all has to do with, with the mind and 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 the purification of the psyche because in order for because what i'm experiencing now is just the, the surface level awareness when when you know you and i are talking we're talking and and you know well when we're talking there's a deep energy that's flowing between us and that's all that's 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 happening with all people's with all communications whether we're aware of it or not, that's another thing. But mostly in ordinary circumstances, most people, they're just aware of the thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Exactly. Thoughts, feelings, emotions, and desires. 
and when when we remain on that that level as the kind of predominant experience of what we are that is like a breeding ground for anxiousness and worries and doubts and fears and depressions and so forth if if that is the extent of our experience of ourselves so the life force academy is you know the primary tool we're using is yoga practice meditation practice specifically kundalini yoga practice meditation practice but also i think just as important is is study and and that's such a it's not an exciting word i guess but it's it is to me because it's like it's really it's studying the teachings the the it's uh, another way we would say it you know in the eastern language is it's it's actually it's practicing a dharma and what that that simply means is it's it's not just all right doing exercises and meditations that help to alleviate our anxieties our worries and our fears good great starting point but to practice a dharma is something a little different that means now i'm actually investigating the nature of my mind i'm investigating the habits of my mind and I'm starting to understand the deeper roots of what causes anxiousness and worries and fears and, and all of these and paths of aggressiveness and jealousy and envy and da, 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 da. And all these things that make us feel miserable. Right. And, and, and learn how to kind of weave, be like a basket weaver where you learn how to weave your mental, uh, your mental kind of constructs, your, your, your habits, your lifestyle, your ways of interacting, your, your, your types of predominant mental dispositions that you embrace that become much more positive and much, and much more based in, um, in the backbone of the whole thing is, is compassion because we are social beings. And so, so, so much of our life and our happiness is influenced by our relationship with the others in our lives. And uh, exactly. so, so that's kind of what Life Force Academy is about. No, but, to me. but it's great. I mean, I love what you said about how um, in terms of being a teacher, being a yogi, how there's no, and this is like the, the four H's came into mind, these four H words. It's like about hierarchy. There's, we're all learning here. So there's nobody above you, below you. We're always learning. And mm. how do we learn? You know, the first thing is um, we learn a lot through humility as well, you know, and through humility is um, stepping out of the comfort zone of the community that we thought that we were part of, like that first systemic thing and being like um, without, and, and I love the fact that you grew up with this beautiful foundation of love. Like it's, it's, it, it's a blessed dharma in that sense. It's not even a dharma, blessed karma that you chose to have a foundation filled with love because when you have that and it gives you different choices, you don't feel that life is happening to you. It's happening for you. So through humility, there's, there's a lot of humbleness where we just need to become humble and every teacher needs a teacher as well. You know, we're all learning whatever I learned from you or you learned from me, or we're here to share the knowledge. And um, the other H that came into mind while you were speaking is the energy of honor, because um, not just honoring of unconditional love of the soul of who we are, but it's honoring the creator within. And through my own experience with Kundalini Yoga, um, 
and when I practice with you, when I, um, I feel that it's, it transcends limitations and it transcends, we've all experienced like, you know, we were human also, there's the human, the human soul. And then there's the, the, the soul of the creator that is with, within us or the human body per se. And all of these, um, as human beings with relationships, experiencing different emotions, that's the way we learn through contrast. And with Kundalini, with the practice with you, and um, I feel that it transcends those lower vibrations where you have this honor to something beyond, something beyond. It's this um, beautiful connection to know that you're always supported. Because especially now during this time when we're filming right now in October of 2020, we've had, we've gone through a really tumultuous year of highs and lows. It brought up so many like shadows of darkness, but um, I love how it's this beautiful connection of, of with source that this feeling of being supported, you know, it's this, um, Rumi and all these other, you know, amazing, amazing, wonderful artists out there. Like you, you just, sometimes you just have to feel it. You close your eyes and you feel it when you hear somebody reading. Um, and it's just, it's beautiful. And that's how I feel when I'm practicing as well. It's this um, feeling of, um, oh goodness, it's just of joy, truly of infinite joy feeling of support, feeling that you're never, ever alone. And we're all in this beautiful, beautiful thing called life together, the ups, the downs, and the in-betweens. Mm. Yeah, you know, beautiful. Yeah. So my, my question is, is how would you handle like um, the people that have a natural ability, let's say, to heal, or they have this quest to to really, you know, delve deeper into their soul and they just feel that they will be ostracized from community or they'll be judged or how, what advice would you give to those people that are really going into self-discovery, especially now, a lot of people are going deeper into um, the depth. They really want to know what their purpose is here. Mm. And, and the concern is that, um, it's outside of the status quo of those around them. Yeah. They're going to be ostracized. They're going to be judged. And that judgment really holds them back. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of things. Um, one, it's so important to know that this stuff is totally natural and there's nothing weird about it, actually. Um, you know, judging someone for not being like you is weird, more weird, you know, or, or is, you know, that, that, that is um, an unhappy place to be, you know, to judge someone else, you know, and I say that, you know, speaking to myself as, as well, you know, I'm not, not trying to put myself like I'm exempt from, from being in that, that way, but it's a good meditation to reflect on to know that, that, you know, to shift that energy from, from judgment to compassion, uh, understand through compassion, or you will misunderstand these times. Uh, 
understand that's in Kundalini Yoga, one of the five, what they call the five sutras of this age, understand through compassion or you'll misunderstand the times. Um, another one is recognize the other person as you. They're mystical little sutras, you know, that in a certain way, but they're also very practical. Well, to, to recognize the other person as you, well, that, that in itself is a calling that kind of asks me to become more subtle myself in my perception and my, in my recognition and what is going on here? You know, if my perception is primarily dense, you know, and how I identify, what I identify as me, what is this me? You know, you can't find me anywhere. If you like, if you took my head off from my body and you just had the head and my body would say, well, where's me? If you go inside, inside of my body in like, where can you find Jai Dave in there? Like, is there like a bunch of mini little Jai Daves? Is there one little mini Jai Dave? What is the inner voice? What is the me? So when you start to go down that road of expect, inspecting the me, you won't find it. And so, and that's a useful thing to do. Because again, when we remain at the surface, which is the more denser layers of our, of our awareness, then we tend to be uh, um, hypnotized that, me is the body uh, and me is the thoughts. And if I think, if I think me, if I thought, think the thoughts that are flowing through the mind are me and are generated as predominantly by me, whatever this me is, then you see, it's like, then it becomes very difficult to be in a human body and to live happily. So anyhow, so understand through compassion or you misunderstand the times. Recognize the other person as you. There's a way through every block. When the pressure is on you, begin, just start and the pressure will be off you. Um, there's four of the five. Maybe the fifth, oh, and I, I remember the fifth one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the fifth one is vibrate the cosmos. And it's the fifth one. It's definitely the last one. Vibrate the cosmos and the cosmos clear the path. So one, uh, you know, recognize the other person as you. Understand through compassion or you'll misunderstand the times. When the time is on you or the pressure is on you, but when time is on you, just begin and the time will be off you. You don't have to not feel anxious to begin. You don't have to not feel worried to begin. You don't have to not feel insecure to begin. Just begin. Start. And the time will be off you. Um, there's a way through every block. And then how do, you, how do you go through that? Vibrate the cosmos. Cosmos clears the path. Now that's kind of pointing us in the directions of yogic practices where we're using you know, vibrate the cosmos means by actually working with your life force is called life force Academy by working with the chi, the prana. If you go to an acupuncture clinic and they're putting the needles in you, that's what they're, they're working with. It's coming out of the yogic systems, the oriental systems where they have a very sophisticated and, and, and profound understanding of how the life force systems of the body operate which, which then gives rise to the health of the body, of the, how well the organs are functioning and how healthy the tissue layers are. And that gives rise to the health of the mind. So when you work at the fundamental level of your life force, 
then you're, you're kind of getting deeper into the system, which then influences also everything else. So when we do yoga practices, meditation practices, that may include mantra practices, then, then what we're doing is adjusting the inner life force environment instead of because there's like a gazillion problems that I have. You have a gazillion problems. I have a gazillion problems. We have, you know, countless emotions, emotional wishes, emotional needs, emotional this, emotion. You're never going to be able to solve them all. So instead, you, we work with kind of the one thing, the fundamental energy of the being. We create an environment. We help to or we actually work to endeavor to cultivate a more optimized life force environment that helps the mind to settle into a more relaxed and confident space. And when a person is relaxed and confident, then you don't have to go find a purpose. You won't be able to avoid it. So when folks are, you're going to be ostracized, you're going to need confidence. And so, so what am I doing on the daily, you know, each day, to do something, even if it's just a short amount of time, but to connect with the deeper energy of what I'm all about. That's what the fundamental magicianship we do in like a yogic practice is, is you shrink your stresses, you shrink your problems, you shrink your insecurities, but you're not shrinking anything actually. You're just expanding your perspective, which makes everything seem to shrink. And by shrink, I mean, you might have beforehand, you know, there was something going on in your life that's totally overwhelming. And then afterwards, it's still there, but now it's not overwhelming anymore. It's like, I got this. You know? right. It created space. It created space in between the thoughts and it allowed it to flow through. Absolutely. But it's almost like we ingest it, but we don't actually digest it. I feel that through the life force practice, and through the connection every single day, it allows us to digest it, you know? It creates that space, the chi in between um, our cells and everything that, and at the connection to, to our truth, our truth. And I think every single day having that daily practice, especially if you do it at the same time, I try to, what we call sadhana every single morning, to try to do it at the same time. And even if I oversleep, my body wakes me up. I don't need an alarm to wake me up. It wakes me up because I feel that there is something chemical happening within me. There is some hormone where it's, you know, my, my pituitary, my pineal, everything starts opening up because it's so, I'm so used to connecting at that time. Yeah. And that connection, it brings and it spreads our bandwidth. So even though we have those problems, we're able to actually have a, higher perspective of how to solve it, right? There are no such thing as, things as problems, only solutions, only yeah. solutions. So yeah, it's transcendence. Totally. Yeah, and, and it is transcendence. And, so, and it works that way, but it also works really beautifully in the sense that I'm really just having a difficult time in my life and I need something to take the edge off. Totally. And maybe I'm not having a transcendent moment, but it's allowing me to operate a little bit more intelligently. It's a lot, you know, and by intelligently, I just mean it's, it's allowing me to be a, less, a little less emotionally disrupted. Emotions are beautiful. It's just when we're like swept away by the current of emotions, do they become, you know, more problematic. 
but when when we're able to learn and you know and the sisters you all are you know generally speaking uh far more intelligent than than a lot of us fellas in this regard to to be able to just be able to really deeply feel something Mm. and um and and to and to and to just feel and to not try to fix it you know the the and again i'm i'm generalizing here but I'll speak in not in terms of gender, but in terms of masculine principles and feminine principles. Yes. Yeah. Everybody has all of it. And we know now, of course, like that, that there's some that were some individuals born into a male body that they don't identify that way. Exactly. And, and we should trust them on that and, and, uh, and, and, and be able to embrace in indigenous civilizations around the world when you had someone that didn't identify as a as particularly any one particular gender that person was a very special person for their society and for their community so anyhow the feminine principle is able to the feminine energy can feel deeply and whereas that masculine energy is is a powerful wonderful energy but it, it tends to be a little more solution oriented and when it comes to actually feeling and to be able to sit with an emotion and, and, and a feeling and to, to actually allow it to just be there as opposed to, to like a lot of uh, the fellas, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of like, we, that, and that's largely because how we've been trained, you know, exactly. um, we, we'll, we've had to work harder to learn how to feel deeply and be able to sit with it. And, and so, but that's also what meditation helps you do. If it, especially if it's taught well, because sometimes there are, you can teach yoga that still is bypassing the whole f- sense of feeling emotions. You know, I had teachers in my early days that were very much teaching in that way. And um, over time I recognized um, the value in learning the uh, other ways of of working with with energy and working with emotions and and realizing that in every moment exists the medicine for that moment. Totally. And so in every emotion exists the medicine for that emotion. And 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 so if I'm feeling sadness, what should I do? Feel the sadness. Feel sad. Feel sad. Feel Feel sad. sad. Many people, they want to deflect and they want to fill that void. And it was, you know, that divine, the divine feminine. And it was looked, it was frowned, frowned upon if, oh, you're too emotional. There's this stigma, this stereotype, you're too emotional. But through that emotional, like it's the biggest transmutations. And, you know, the only way to the light is actually going through and feeling through that emotion. A lot of people now, especially of what's going on in the world, you know, they're filling that void, you know, they want a quick fix, you know, whether it's through plant medicine, through alcohol, through drugs or whatever it may be, but this is just a temporary fix. It's not, or it just, you feel numb, you feel Mm. numb. So it's Mm. going to keep on exacerbating or coming up in different situations with different people. But, um, you know, the divine feminine, that whole balance of the masculine, which is, you know, do, do, do. But I feel like we have to 
allow it to go through us, feel the sadness, feel it in every single cell of our body. Sometimes a good cry is the best thing. And you're like, I got it out of my system. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's, it's fan, it's fantastic. And then the next day, it's just, a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful day. It's an absolutely beautiful day. Or to be able to talk about it, you know, yeah. and to be able to express it. And gosh, this is probably, in terms of this type of thing, probably the most um, important thing that I've gained through the marriage path. Mm. You know, a lot of a lot of traditions, you know, they'll look at family life and marriage life as like obstacles to spirituality. But that's one of the things I love about the Kundalini Yoga system. System is probably not the right word, but the Kundalini Yoga path at least how I understand it and how I experience it is that it's a householder's path. And so in this, in the, in that sense, it's your, your a, a partnership or a marriage. If you have one, certainly you don't need one, but if you have one, uh, it's not considered an obstacle or like a distraction. It's actually one of your going to be one of your strongest catalysts. And that, and that means it's going to be in a certain way, you know, an aspect of it is difficult, but that's how relationships are, oh, you know. That's the way it's, we learn and grow. So, so from my wife, you know, like just being in relation and having a, a, a very, you know, highly sensitive in, in, I mean, in the best sense of the word sensitive um, and, and also strong and, and powerful woman who I'm married to. And talented and talented and, I know. and beautiful <laughs> and hot and, and um and is you know really helped to cause me to kind of develop my emotional yeah. intelligence in ways that i wouldn't have had to if i was you know a yogi living in a cave or a monastery Exactly. It's the yin and the yang. And, and she's, and she's, she's the catalyst. Same thing with my husband and I, you know, we're, we're together for 25 years and, wow. he, and he came from, well, his upbringing was like, um, of strict Catholicism, you know, and I, <laughs> and he was the youngest, he's, he is the youngest of four boys. So it's all like a lot of masculine energy there. And here, you know, we get together when I was, you know, 20 years old. And I'm, I guess what you would call a very emotional person. You know, when you feel, when you feel, see, hear, feel, and, and um, spirit, if you connect to people as an empath, you know, every, everything, there's, there's so many highs and lows. So um, it's interesting because it opened up a pathway where he himself had to, we found each other's balance as well. You know, this is, this is, this is about, you know, it's not just of being a guru, being a teacher. It's, it's, um, whatever life presents you with, it's finding, it's finding that balance and, and he tapped into it. He's a designer. So he has to, like, you tap into the divine feminine of, of yeah. going into the creative force, you know, it's yeah. a so, beautiful feminine craft actually. Yeah. Totally, totally. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I commend you because learning through the relationship with our spouses, with our loved ones and finding balance. And especially when you're both professionals and you have your own business and you're entrepreneurs and it's, um, it's about, you know, jumping, jumping from 3d to 4d to 5d, keep on you, you're jumping around all the time. But the most important thing is finding the compassion. And I love the pillars of Kundalini of what you see in the other person is you essentially. Mm -hmm. 
and mm. who, who's best to teach us that but our spouses or companions or the ones that are closest to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So how would you, you know, what would your advice be to those that are just beginning on their practice of their journey of Kundalini and what, you know, and I know like there should be no expectations by, by, you know, no means, but what advice would you give somebody who really wants to get in tune and connected to that? What is that all about? What steps should they take? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, you know, I find that it kind of meets you where you're at. It's a phrase I use often, like in terms of when we're, you know, talking about in the Life Force Academy, because, and then when last night, you know, after, um, so in the pandemic, starting in the pandemic, um, we've been online, you know, as you know, we've been doing online stuff for like a decade, but so we were kind of, you know, we were good to go when the pandemic hit in terms of continuing. And, but one thing we've integrated in, um, in the, uh, during this year that we had never done before is cause we don't use zoom for our classes. You know, we, we, we stream it in like really beautiful video and great audio quality. And, but what we do now is we also have a zoom room open um, so where we can all see each other or those who want to jump on, not everybody jumps on, but, um, but, and then what we started doing. And so, so that's been nice because, because we're not able to be with each other as much in person. Um, it does create a nice sense of connection. And, 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 and then it was like, why haven't we always done this? This is great. And you get to see people all over the world. And then what we do most times is after the class, I'll head over, I'll go in and pop into the zoom room and sometimes for another 45 minutes, 30, 45 minutes, we'll just hang out and people will share and, and uh, I get to hear stories and, and that. And so to that point, I've been learning a good bit. Usually as I travel around and hear from people on like how the practice affects them and new people, um, people have been doing it a long time. And there was a brother last night, in the in the zoom hanging out afterwards that he said you know what it really does meet you where you're at and um so my main recommendation is to just give it a try and um and 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 find you know a teacher that you resonate with i think that's it's kind of super important in terms of kundalini yoga maybe even more so than other terms of yogic pra- uh, exercise practices and um is just finding someone you trust, you feel like a sense of tr- uh, gen- trust, and then always practice even discernment. Still, when you're when you're working with anything that's you know spiritual teaching, um, that which is going to kind of like you're helping to to work with your mind, and and I I, th- I just think that's so important. Is is you always, especially at the beginning. You approach it with a, a intelligent type of discernment, not skepticism necessarily. If you're skeptic naturally, cool, that's fine. Yeah, curiosity is okay. Skepticism yeah. is okay, totally. But just discernment, because everything should be based on um, ultimately on our experience. And so that's the main thing that I think with getting started with uh, Kundalini Yoga is just 
if if you feel like a drawn to it, it I I say it like this: Kundalini Yoga is for anyone, but it's not for everyone. And so, if you feel drawn, and there's a distinction there, of course, you know, it's for anyone. There's certainly no barrier to entry. You don't have to, ha- you know, it's not for, not for one type of body, personality, gender, nothing. It doesn't require a, a fancy hat or anything like that. And um, it, it, any religion, no religion, you f- you're very spiritual and religious, you're totally secular. I find it kind of works for all of that um, if it's taught well. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, I say just get, put your toes in the water and 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 see what you think you know that's the main thing what do you think though what would you recommend oh goodness i i would recommend to do um one of your you know one of your classes and 40-day challenges well i wouldn't i wouldn't call it 40-day challenges it's almost like this 40-day um connection it truly Mm -hmm. is like i love you know it isn't because the the challenge is we were placed on this earth. <laughs> That's a challenge. <laughs> so, so now that we're placed on the earth, how do we connect? Well, here's 40 days of connection. You know, here's 40 days of connection. So I love the fact that when, because what it does, it just trains um, our body to, to kind of go into this beautiful, I mean, I'm a hypnotherapist. So it's this beautiful wave where we're always in high beta and beta. We're always on, especially, mind you, I'm, you know, a New Yorker and a neurotic Jewish mom as well, right? And so I'm always on high alert, but I can, in a matter of 10, maybe even three seconds, get into that state of from, from high beta when we're alert to beta to then all of a sudden to this like alpha state. And in this place between alpha and theta, when we're meditating, it's this feeling where you, um, that's where miracles happen. So I would begin... And I would advise everybody to maybe start with that where you don't and move your body where you have those practices. Um, you have those morning yoga practices that are just like it's like um, on on your site where it could be from 10 minutes to 15 minutes, depending on what your soul needs at that moment. There's mm. something like you said, something for everybody. And it does meet you where you're at, because some days I'm like, I don't want to do this practice. I just want to breathe through it. I just need to breathe through it. And um, so just that consistency of the 40-day, you're the 40-day mantra or the 40-day challenge um, that you have and just a 10, 15 minute. And I think that in itself, just to do a little bit every day, a little bit every day, those small, and you'll see the changes, like you mentioned, it's a subtle change. And because we always want instant results, but those subtle changes have long lasting results. You're always going to be ahead of the game, you know, mm. of, and it's not even a game. It's just, you're, you're never going to feel that you're stuck. That's the difference. Mm. With mm. Kundalini Yoga, it opens up a pathway to knowing, knowing, truly knowing. And I love how you said, find a teacher that resonates with you, but that number one, you're being supported. Number two, that there's a community out there and it's um, a knowing that you are um, being guided, you know, being guided, you surrendering, you're always ahead of the game, you know, of, of this beautiful 
soul destiny that we all have. So truly, I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for, you know, being part of your community and for your time and for all that you do even globally. You do so much, you and your wife, Simrit, just really beautiful pillars of light in this day and age, you know, just beautiful beacons of light. I honor you. Thank you so much for aiding me in my journey and in my growth and just, you know, being the joy, you and your wife as well. Thank you so much, sister. Yeah, it's always a blessing to, um, yeah, be connected with you. Amazing. And if people want to find you, um, what is your website and how can they get in, got in, get in contact and start their practice? Yeah, if they just simply go to um, lfa.yoga, that's the URL. If they type that into their browser, like L, the letter F-A, like Life Force Academy, lfa.yoga, that'll take them to Life Force Academy website. yeah for and we have all sorts of stuff but if you if you want to start with you know life force academy it's a dollar to try it out and that gives you like a two-week trial for a dollar of course you can cancel anytime and um, and then if you love it it's just 25 dollars a month and um there's a lot that's going on in there for for $25 a month and of course we have all sorts of other things we have courses if you really wanted to you know, like a more beginner's kundalini yoga experience. We also have a course on that's really kind of, you know, you don't want to do the, let me just jump in the water and figure it out as I go. You get, we have a course called bright and beautiful. That's designed to kind of like take you step by step from, from, you know, here's how this works and here's how this works. That's also not necessary. You can, you can, some people love to do that, but you can also just jump into the life force Academy. We do live, we do live classes every week. Love it weeks and i love those i always think that's kind of a cool way to start because it's there's a live energy that's palpable and you can feel it and um and then uh, there's so many things to do in there so yeah that's lfa.yoga is the url amazing thank you so much for your time and i look forward to our next conversation many blessings to you and thank you janet